Hello and welcome to the Axiom Principle. I'm your host, Dr. G. I hope you had a great vacation, a good holidays, and happy new year. Um, this year, this time of year is often referred to in the IT world as change freeze time, meaning the the changes over December up into the new year, uh, no production changes are allowed, and so you sit and do like uh, past documentation you may have missed, or um, updating your references, reference guides, or um, even updating your resume if you feel like it. Things like that. You pretty much don't do much of anything regarding production. You end up trying to fix a lot of stuff, but that's about it. So uh, what most people do in the IT world around December, since no production changes are allowed, is they take a lot of vacation. And so that's what I've been doing. In case you were wondering about what what happened to the Axiom Principle for this last month, it's pretty much vacation time for me and my family. So... uh, we, we disappeared, went traveling, went and visited family, and so on and so forth. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're back. It's um, all hands on deck. We're ready to roll with the new year and the new series. And I figured we'd start this series off a little bit lighthearted, which is always a good way to start things off, I think, with the new year, new, new hope, as it were. And uh, this year, we're going to start off talking about meme culture. For those that don't know or have been living under a rock for the last, oh, several months or years, for that matter, we're going to discuss what is a meme, what do they, what does it mean, what is meme culture, where did it come from, and what it possibly might mean to you. So let's start with what a meme is. Now, if uh, anybody finds Wikipedia uh, credible, which I usually don't, but for something like this, it, it might be okay. It's rather benign. I don't think anybody would pull something out of their butt and lie about it. But basically, the, a meme is an idea, behavior, or style that spreads from one person to another within a culture often with the aim of conveying a particular phenomenon, theme, meaning, or representation by a meme. This is what um, they say a meme is. It's a mimicked theme or something of that nature, where you see one thing and they just kind of blend in together, which is kind of true and kind of not at the same time. The thing that I find interesting, according to this... um, The thing I find uh, interesting, according to this article, is in the selfish gene, Richard Dawkins coined the phrase uh, meme as a neologism. Uh, What this means is to suggest that a meme is not a metaphor, but is a living structure. It's a thing that resides in the brain that basically means that the meme is... um, an imitation. It's it's a concept that discusses evolutionary principles of how cultural phenomena will evolve over time. And I actually find this a little bit more credible and accurate than just saying that it's uh, 
uh, an uh, imitation of things. So let's get into meme culture a little bit. What is it exactly? Well, it's an internet phenomenon that has developed over the last, oh, I don't know, 20 or so years. According, if you want to believe the article, like I said, it's um, since the 80s, which also seems kind of true, which I'll get into in a little bit, that um, centers around the basically the pop culture of jokes and laughter. Now, the internet has changed many things in our life. Um, it's changed the way we communicate. It's changed the way we discuss topics or ideas. It changes um, how people talk to others. Um, douchebaggery is no longer face-to-face, so you got internet anonymity. <laughs> can't even say that word. And uh, thus, you will have the version what we call trolling which is a, a jerk face under the bridge hiding from everyone just to be a dick online. The, the versions of the changes that we see also affects other aspects of our very lives. And this is, I think, where meme culture has developed, is a structural change in our cultural development that has been pushed forth by the Internet. So to get specific... What I mean by meme culture is, is it's a collection of people, ideas, and comedy. Because a lot of things just kind of connect, and the way you connect them on the, on the internet is not by necessarily by text, but by imagery as well. Some things just kind of connect to one another, and, and it might be funny, it might not be, or it could be that they just connect in a variety of different ways, and... You just put them together and it works, or it doesn't work. So, one of my favorite memes because of this is the, it's an older meme, sir, which is actually a reference to Star Wars, where the uh, they're flying to the moon of Endor, and the guy says, it's an older code, sir, but it checks out, and he's talking to Vader. Well, it's that image, that spot in the movie, which is just a movie recall, if you will, is immortalized as a meme where you take that dude's face when he's talking to Vader and you say it's an older meme sir but it checks out it's the phrase in the movie that has been morphed and connected to something else it's an imitation but slightly changed to fit the narrative it's absolutely hilarious in my idea but it works but I think that memes actually have an older much uh, broader connection to our history than we might actually think about and i wanted to make that connection and if you believe this to be true or not it's really up to you um i find it a little bit provocative to suggest that that does connect like this but you know it it might necessarily not and this is just my little crazy theory because it seems i'm trying to connect it with um evolutionary practices where this might have evolved from older methods of comedy that are very similar when it comes to imagery in comedy. Really quick snippets of imagery. So I refer back to the 1980s newspaper comic strips where we had um, Popeye in the, in the newspapers or you, you know, you'd grab the newspaper as an older child. <laughs> Anybody that's an, uh, Gen X, maybe Gen Y. 
before the internet, we had comic strips in the newspaper. So your parents would get the comics, or your parents would read the newspaper. You would grab the comic section because it's about two pages of just funny little short jokes. Well, some of these were absolutely hilarious, and uh, some of them were just no. They were retarded, and they were really, really bad. Um, Blondie was one that a lot of people watched and or read, I should say, and thought were pretty funny. Uh, Prince Valiant was okay. It was more of a dramatic um, version of it. But what you would find is um, they were kind of shorts. They were not full comic books, but they were strips that were just like comics. But they were usually... You know, um, one or two little bits put together. Maybe a strip would be an eight, and they conveyed a funny message or narrative that you would put together. Um, And sometimes they would connect to the world in in various ways of things that were happening, and sometimes not. It was rather bizarre sometimes, and other times they didn't connect so much. My favorite of all of these was the BC comics. These I found absolutely hilarious because it was um, basically cavemen doing some stupid crap and it was absolutely, just, it was just connecting things together that I found pretty damn funny. And uh, yeah, they if you ever get a chance to just search up comic strips BC, um, you might like them, you might not. It It all depends. Um, basically it's connecting a bunch of images together and, and the whole message is absolutely hilarious. So let's move on to what memes have become today. Um, in today's culture, into, into society, we have a collection of images that were either hand drawn by somebody or they were put together, um, like stupid clips of pictures that you would never expect to meld together in your lifetime. And uh, they just kind of work. For example, um, there's there's the troll face meme, the Megusta meme, for example. Doge, which is actually dog, but it's a dog looking at you like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And so the... <laughs> The connection is crazy. Um, there's the meme of the child with the the band picture playing the flute, the chubby kid with the flute. Uh, that could be captioned in a, multiple different ways, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, but there's a whole bunch like that. They were hand-drawn, but then you also take these others, and you basically um, have shortened it. But it's uh, taking live pictures off the internet and converting them into a comic or a a laughable point. So what uh, I think has evolved here is the connection of newspapers, the old strips that we all had. We didn't have an artistic outlet for something of, you know what's kind of funny, you take that and you take that uh, phrase out of the movie or whatever or something that was funny and then uh, apply it to something else Um, the internet gave us access to do such things so you could take a clip of the of a movie you could take a a a gif if you will and take a short like five second jump 
cut of a movie or a series or something that you recognize and then you redub it or if it's been already said um you just use it and it uh it's meant as uh, a comic pun if you will toward uh anything that uh might exist on the internet as a retort or whatever it's really hard to describe um how you would use a meme to be honest because they they are versatile they're basically today's memes um are either shortcut pictures um or they're they're uh cropped pictures multiple cropped pictures where you put one on top of the other or you can uh, caption a picture and put it with something else. Or uh, take a picture of something or someone and then put a caption on it that uh, kind of makes it uh, absolutely hilarious. So it all depends, right? So what I would like you to go check out, if you have time and you're listening to this or not, and you've never actually experienced memes before, which I find hard to believe, but it's possible, I guess. There is a website called knowyourmeme.com. That's no, K-N-O-W. Not a pun, so it's not know your. <laughs> and it's not while you are E, it's while you are. Right? There's no puns involved here. It's actual straightforward website um and if you want to take a look at the more popular one it's slash memes slash popular and what you'll find here is the ones that pretty much started out along and they're just classic and there's the ones that are new but they're the ones that are the most used essentially and they're absolutely hilarious so so for example one of the ones i've used before on here is the troll face um there's a picture that i found and i kept where uh, you got a bunch of trolls on one side of the fence, and it's it's a fence for um, a zoo, and it says "Don't feed the animals," basically. But somebody recaptioned it to say "Don't feed the trolls," um, and it's got a bunch of trolls on one side of there, and they're just all staring at you like, "Come on, give us something." It's absolutely hilarious. I use that for people that are just trying to troll you, and uh, just slap that one on there like "Don't feed the trolls," leave me alone. It, it works out kind of well. The uh, Megusta is a disturbing picture somebody drew once upon a time, but it, it uh, works out pretty well. <laughs> it's a Spanish reference, and if you get it, great. If not, then you don't. And uh, you can use that in all sorts of different ways. You can go down and see some of the more uh, better artistry, I would say. Yao Ming's face, which is a guy laughing. And uh, that one's been used at a, diff- a variety of different ways, like, haha, you're an idiot, or, like, bitch please is the caption that they have under this one. Neil deGrasse Tyson is on, is fe- featured as a meme, which is pretty in- in- entertaining, to say the least. Um, the flipping table meme has also been put out there a few times, and um, what I find interesting is they've actually put some of these memes into games too, such as Destiny has some has a flipping table meme. They have sprinkled the salt as is this is so salty. Um, that phrase as well is actually a meme, which is also entertaining because phrases phrases that you've pulled out of um, movies and whatnot can be memes. 
But yeah, go ahead and scroll through a bunch of these. You'll see uh, a lot of different references to uh, different things. Um, some of these have been captioned and some of them have been changed. Um, but it'll give you a flavor of the time or the times you've seen uh, a meme and what, what you can do with them and what you can't. Um, some of them are absolutely hilarious. Some of them are just like, no, <laughs> that is so wrong. And basically anything that has been an image on the internet is free game to recaption and use as a comedy skit, a punchline or whatever. And it's, it works out quite well. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, some of them are more classic than others, which is also entertaining. And y you can recognize them when you see them. So go ahead and scroll down that website, knowyourmeme.com, and uh, check them out for yourself. There's a lot of them that you could use and maybe um, <laughs> use on the internet just to give yourself exposure to memes in general. Um, they're, they're quite entertaining and it's always fun to see. So there's another website that it, once you get into it, that maybe you could start out with, it's not exactly the greatest, but at least it works for those that aren't technically inclined. And that is memegenerator.net. It's not exactly the best website, but you can sign up and, uh, grab any one of those images you might see out of the the memes like uh doge is in there for example um there's the unlucky kid there's uh donald trump of course you can caption vader um and a whole crap ton more that you can use and it all depends on what you want to do. So you can scroll through and, and pick out an image, and we can walk through this real quick. So you just grab an image, any image that you think might be interesting. And what this site does, and it also is an app on your phone if you really want to get into it, you can go and hit on to it, and it will um, choose an image. And then you have uh, two options here. You can put... Um, a top text and a bottom text. The most important thing to know about creating something, if you want it actually to be funny and not end up being made fun of for trying to make a meme that fails, is the image that you grab. Say you grab the Morpheus imagery. Well, you have to reference back to the movie if it's going to mean anything whatsoever and it has to be a phrase that morpheus used so typically with this one the first caption on the top is what if i told you or if you take the red pill or if you take the blue pill you could reference either one of those um what if i told you is probably the most popular usage of this one so you put at the top what if i told you and it'll caption for you at the top and then at the bottom, you can put whatever the heck you want if you're ref referencing to something. So in the case of our podcast here, what if I told you memes are just an imitation of 80s movies or something stupid? 
and then you go ahead and hit generate and you can choose uh, all sorts of different languages and whatnot. What it'll do is it'll put the captions on there for you and then you can turn around and if you have an account set up with them or whatnot, you can send it to yourself, you can share it over the internet, you can go directly to Facebook or um, post it and uh, share it anywhere you want. Um, and it'll actually store on the meme generator.net. Some of these actually with meme generator, what they'll do, they'll do in the image is they'll tag at the bottom. They'll see me generated with meme generator.net. So they, you know, they know, or whoever knows that that's where it came from. Kind of shameless self advertising on their part to, uh, push forth their website. I don't blame them to be honest. Um, but that's that's one way you can get into it. There's a ton of different pictures on there. Uh, I recommend actually using the phone app. It's a little bit easier. And it posts directly to your social media. So that um, you don't have to make it, save it, then put it on the internet and whatnot. Um, it seems to work out better. You can sign up for an account. that They're um fairly good site. Um, there's tons of others, though, that you can use. Um, those are just two of the more popular places. Knowyourmeme.com just to see what they're out there. And then you can take one of those images and then do whatever. Another way you can do it is um, if you find an image of your own or something on the internet that may not be captioned or you don't have an image for, you can download that image if you think it's hilarious and you think it reminds you of something. And then pull it into, um, I'm going to go Windows because I don't like Macintosh. But if you can pull it into MS Paint, you can put a caption on it as well. I actually don't recommend doing it this way because it's it's a little bit more difficult. But if you don't have a uh, art program of some sort like uh, Photoshop or Paint Shop or anything like, like anything like that, you can do it in MS Paint and it works out okay. Um, but usually, what happens with MS Paint is it distorts the image. It destroys the graphic resolution on it, and it kind of makes it just look horrible. Especially if it's actually a stock photo or a live image. So if it's like a photo of, of a celebrity or whatnot, it's not an actual picture, it'll distort the image sometimes, and it just turns out really disgusting. Especially if you try to resize it. So... I think memes in general, just to get back to it, and we'll get into the technological stuff of the things that are more popular to use to make your own. Actually, you know what? Let's just continue on with the making your own, and then I'll get into the evolution of, of memes along with comedy. So two of the programs that are the most popular are the Photoshop and the Paint Shop. I personally use Paint Shop over Photoshop. Mainly because Photoshop's a little bit more expensive, and uh, Paint Shop is a little bit easier to use um, than Photoshop, in my opinion. Photoshop, you really have to be a good graphic artist expert, in my opinion, um, to use it. Um, I could be wrong. It, it just could be a different, maybe it's just a different style. Usually when it comes down to software choices, it's really all about what you're comfortable with and what... Uh, looks easier for you to use, use that one. It doesn't necessarily mean that the features are all that different. Um, yes, there are feature sets that are 
different from one to the other, but that doesn't necessarily mean much when you're making a meme. That If that's all you're doing, it's not going to matter much. So t- pick your favorite program, and you can actually do block photos of anything at that point. And um, here are some of the kind of guidelines, I guess you could say, for making your own personal memes. First is, is normally what they do with captioning is all capital letters. I'm not particularly fond of that, but that's how you see most memes today. You also want to use uh, white lettering typically on dark pictures or black lettering on light pictures. Um, but what you mostly see is a white lettering with a black border. So if you want to do it that way, it makes it a little bit easier. You can do two-tone coloring when you're doing um Photoshop or Paint Shop, so that the letters already by default have a border and makes them easier to read. And you just caption the top and bottom, and there you go. Or just the bottom, depends on what you're trying to say. So, for example, the uh, picture of uh, the Lord of the Rings, and the caption typically is, you do not simply is the first top caption. One does not simply walk into Mordor. It's to think so is folly or something like that. One does not simply know your memes. Ha uh-huh. ha. It's funny. Now, the, the, um, the captioning you would put at the top is usually the direct reference to the image. The caption you put at the bottom is whatever you're trying to make funny. Doesn't matter. As long as it kind of goes together. Because if you don't, then yeah, it doesn't work all that well. So, those software programs that you can use for this, uh, they vary in price. Just if you want to actually buy one, you can use Meme Generator, which is cheap. Um, It has tons of pictures there. Um, Meme Generator is actually free. Or you can get any graphic software and and use that and make your own um it all it doesn't really matter you can use whatever and have fun with that use them at your leisure um use them however you want (laughs) they're they're pretty much made for comedy for the most part but you know you can be used for vindictive and vicious reasons for example you can use them to make fun of people you can use them to make um insults directly to person um, it all depends. It it uh, all varies, if you will, as to how a meme is used. But uh, the one thing I've noticed with with this is that memes have evolved like comedy has evolved. Uh, one of the things I've noticed in listening to a few of the interviews and whatnot with other comics and them discussing what comedy has become versus what it used to be is uh back in the 80s and 90s you could pretty much make fun of everything and anything it didn't matter you can make racist jokes sexist jokes and everybody would laugh and everybody have a good time nowadays if you um make any type of joke in in reference to anybody's race or skin color is people get offended people walk out and they're all pissed off and you always see it, and and I've watched a lot of the comedy strips lately, and you'll see people walk out. 
because somebody made a racist or sexist joke and they just didn't find it funny. And what a comic is doing is giving the people their perception of reality through humor. And sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not, because humor is all subjective, so it could always be different. But the the point of it is is that it's evolved. And as comedy has evolved, we've noticed that comics can't take uh, five minutes to get to the punchline. they got to deliver fast. This is why um, shows like Tosh 2.0 have been quite successful, because these rapid-fire joke after joke after joke after joke, and they're usually just one-liners, but a lot of people find this stuff funny, because they're it's quick it's decisive it's it's quick-witted it's it's humorous memes are the same evolution of comedy from um their original form in my opinion which was the comic strips to what we have now and what we have today your graphic funnies uh the newspaper era are slower they they don't deliver like the internet does in fact the last time i looked in a newspaper i didn't see any graphic comics in there Especially not the ones that I used to like. Um, I don't think they have any, to be honest. I haven't seen any. But the internet has made that space for graphic comics. And there are a ton of comics on the internet that you could look up at any given point in time to see any of these. Absolutely hilarious. And uh, I think that's where memes have come from. They have evolved. Now, I wanted to point out a couple other things. If you wanted to take the time and you wanted to learn more about memes and get some ratings or get some ideas and see how they're used, um, I recommend checking out some YouTubers. The, there, there's some that actually have become memes, like Jake Paul, for example, and him going and finding dead bodies and being an absolute douchebag about it. Or there, uh, if you look at PewDiePie... For an example, he does a show uh, where he does meme reviews. And he just, I think he just barely started this, to be honest. And he'll go over the memes that you've seen on the internet, or maybe have not seen on the internet, because there's a few that I've never seen before that he displays. And um, he explains them and, and draws them out and where they came from. And some of these places that he's talking about I've never heard of before. Which is interesting, because I kind of pride myself on being one that actually pays attention. But some of the stuff that um, are on the subreddits, for example, I stayed away from Reddit because it was a cancer site. And everything that I saw there just seemed to be um, de-evolved nonsense of people barking at each other. Same with Twitter. I only get on there for the... For the Trump tweets, basically, I don't have any other reason to be on there. I might talk to a couple people on there, but that's about it. But, uh, yeah, you can go to a couple YouTubers that do meme reviews, or you search for meme review, and see what the, the memes are. They'll show them to you. They'll explain it a little bit. They'll talk about where its origins are from sometimes, or how it's applied. Um, and then give it a name, like a padding head dog meme that one's kind of funny where you got a somebody patting a dog's head and it's usually attached to somebody else's arm so it's a complete reference it's kind of a skippy meme it's kind of entertaining it's pretty funny in my opinion 
And uh, yeah, what I what I find hilarious about all of this is um, the way it's connected and disconnected us at the same time. Now, to get a little bit more philosophical on you when it comes to memes, is they are a driving force for connecting people. They're the puns, they're the humor, they're the funny parts of the internet. Um, Some people might find them offensive, some people might find them hilarious, but memes in general are jokes, they're references, they're things that people think mean something when they don't. To give some of the darker examples of a meme um look at pepe the frog he was originally a graphic novel creation by a guy that uh he he was just trying to make a graphic novel i guess and then some people adopted it and used it um in identity politics making fun of all sorts of people and then um some clowns like Richard Spencer um, took this up and adopted it and thought they were kind of funny. So they put them on lapels and they connected them to their to their movement or their ideology. And magically, because one person said it, made it true, which is the overlord Hillary Clinton said it, I think she was the first person to say it, that the Pepe meme was an alt-right white supremacist symbol. And from there, ran article after article about how Pepe the Frog is a white supremacist Nazi symbol, when originally it was just a meme um, pointing out identity politics is retarded, stupid. And it evolved from there, just like everything does. But uh, some of the other darker ones is the uh, OK symbol. The Actually, it's the letter F in uh, sign language. For those, <laughs> those that do sign language, not that you probably would be um, listening to a podcast given that you can't hear anything, but... Those that do know sign languages, um, the symbol F is all the, also the OK symbol. And somehow this became a symbol of white power because the three fingers that point up look like a W. And then the O or your, um, your thumb and your first finger touching became the P. And now this is white power for some reason. This meme evolved from Reddit. And it uh, turned into a fiasco that was absolutely ridiculous. It's been okay forever. So people found pictures of prominent identitarian people doing the okay symbol. And apparently they're all white supremacists too because they do the white power sign. And it was it was a massive joke. Um, others have been political statements that I've seen before. And some of them have been completely... Uh, absolutely hilarious to watch evolve and people adopt. Um, one in particular is Kekistan. Um, the Kekistani people, there's been comic strips, music, Pepe's in, uh, involved with this one too. And all this stuff has connected itself and it's 
an infinite regress meme, if you will. Like the way they've connected things is is absolutely amazing. Um, like the song Chatelet, for some reason, now connects to um, Kekistan because Kek actually means LOL in a different language. And is also there was a god named Kek in ancient Egypt. And yeah, it it's an infinite regress of meme, meme connections. So Kekistan in itself is one giant, massive meme that connects whole bunch of people that are anti-identitarian together another one that i think is is a political movement in, in sorts is the oh, wow there's so many to choose from the the kickistan meme is probably the biggest that i've seen so far and when it comes to infinite regress political memes that are against identity politics but i've seen some that are for identity politics too um milk is another one that apparently has been adopted as a symbol of white supremacy in sweden somebody actually took it so seriously they made a policy of some sort on it when it was originally a meme a joke a pun on a blog 4chan model something like that over on reddit of all places imagine that so memes have multiple uses we can use them politically we can use them comedically we can use them as reference to other things we can use them as responses and we've seen uh images used all over the place um one of the more funny ones that i've seen that happened what was it two years ago or is it three years ago where a dude was breaking up with his girlfriend and his girlfriend cheated on him and then she tried to play it off like it was no big deal i still love you that type of thing and he was basically telling her to piss off and take a leap but the way he responded was through memes and some of the images he used was absolutely hilarious and then he took the whole conversation and posted it to the internet and the internet adopted this meme centric response and just obliterated this lady like she was complete douchebag now and it was all because of the the starting of the memes it was it was hilarious to watch this and he you know he got his five minutes of fame he got pulled on to the local news and that type of thing what what made you respond why'd you do this why'd you put it on the internet that type of thing but some have far-reaching aspects like Kekistan, for example, that it goes well beyond the control or the founding of this original meme. It was just a concept at first where, you know, what, what if we can connect these things? And then some people connected lore to it because meme is, is a regress, as it were. As Richard Dawkins put it, I guess we could go with that, that uh, it's a expression of similar ideas to the past. It connects backwards and, and regresses to things that are identifiable in culture. And it, and it evolves, if you will. 
but uh yeah so this this episode might be a little bit shorter than usual um i figured i'd kick off the new year with something interesting and hopefully you've enjoyed it um I know I went into a little bit more detail than people really care to know about when it comes to memes and meme culture in general. But essentially, they're just internet jokes. They're internet puns. They're they're absolutely hilarious in some cases, and sometimes they're meant to be weapons against other things like um, uh, ridiculous uh, political movements and whatnot. Um. Personally, I'm I'm fond of Kekistan. I am a native Kekistani, after all. And uh, I've grown up at the beginnings of the internet. I was a part of it, and being IT, that's kind of how it goes. But definitely, something to look into. If, if you want to get into it, I recommend it. And they're funny. They're meant to be humorous. Uh, we need to bring some lightheartedness back to this otherwise drab and idiotic world where everything has to be serious all the time which is ridiculous so make it a little bit punny in the world of non-puns use a meme or two in your conversations with others if you're on facebook and you're on twitter go ahead and look me up you can send me all your memes that you want to and go right ahead i'll probably use a few of them in the future i'm sure um you can reach me on facebook or twitter um facebook i use the axiom principle to communicate with everyone uh, it's his own site my personal facebook is reserved for those that I actually met in real life so i, I kind of keep it segregated like that twitter is an open forum and i'm also on minds.com which i find to be a more robust site than twitter um, i've been posting my blogs there too so that's uh that's about it for this show I do have a couple announcements. I'm going to be uh, upping my efforts in YouTube a little bit. Um, I have some opportunities that I hope to um, make happen this year, <laughs> maybe. And uh, one of my goals this year is to uh, do an open discussion on a panel or something like that. That that would be awesome. Um, I also... I've been uh, looking forward to this year's podcast lineup. I took the month off, but while I was off, I actually was uh, trying to get some new guests to appear on my channel, on my uh, podcast, on my channel. Um, I have a couple people lined up that should be pretty damn interesting. Um, hoping to have them uh, say yes. I'll I'll have some of my original guests on. Um, we always have good conversations, and I love it that way. And the back and forth is definitely better than just hearing me ramble on for an hour about random stuff. Um, I have some more serious conversations going as well um, in the near future on some subjects. I have the whole year planned out. Um, I haven't quite put all those up yet. I only put a month ahead so everybody can see what I can, I'm doing for this month. Also, um, the, oh, I just derailed, way to go, um, talked to my YouTube, talked about my Twitter, and what I plan for doing with this podcast this year. I don't think there's much anything else. Oh, yes, the blogs. Uh, 
Um, I still intend on writing somewhat. I'm actually going to be publishing in a couple academic journals this year. This is one of my goals in life is to not remain irrelevant. I joined a research for diversity and inclusion um, forum and I had some concerns originally about the content of, of this particular research journal because it is coming out of my university and, and I don't want my university to turn into an absolute shit show like the rest of them, like Harvard and Yale have become. Um, fortunately, that has been quelled and what I'm going to try and do is actually have that conversation with the head of research of diversity and inclusion and I want to bring her on my podcast if she's cool with that because we had some discussions about things and I thought it nailed everything that business and organization should care about. So there's going to be an interesting conversation of apl applicable diversity and inclusion within organizations and why people should change the way they think diversity and inclusion in an organization should work. And even if it's necessary, there might not be a necessity for a diversity and inclusion organizational unit, if you will, a, a HR-style business unit. If indeed there is no issues to be addressed. But, however, the bigger your company gets, the more likely you'll need it. And, uh, I hope you look forward to that particular conversation because it's, it's gonna be interesting. You would think that I'm against diversity and inclusion, but actually I'm not. And the reason why I'm not is because I know what diversity and inclusion means. I don't change the definition of words to suit my narrative. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, look for my blogs on mine.com. I don't uh, intend on posting anything else on uh, my personal um, axiomprinciple.com. Uh, I want them to get a farther reach than my own personal blog, which uh, doesn't get that much traffic to begin with. I'm going to put it out there in more public areas and public spaces. Um, I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, Go ahead and have a laugh. MemeGenerator.net. Make your own memes. Publish them. Have some fun. Try to make this year a lighthearted one. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.